Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 195 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Kate Madry. Now, Kate and I can talk for hours, literally, and I think we did, but we edited it down for your ears only. Kate is the host and founder of Clear Headed, and she is here to share how she changed her relationship with alcohol and how it affected her whole outlook on life. As an actress, she is done pretending alcohol was helping her in any shape or form. On this episode, we dive into it all. Let's get into it. Kate, what is going on? Hi. So Hi. Much. <laughs> so much is going on. We're vibing. We're chatting. What you guys didn't see is that we were literally just gossiping in a good way for like um, 45 minutes before this. Yes. So we're prepped. Yeah. We're we, got a, we got our fix. We're ready. Yeah. We got our, our lesbian gossip fix. Love it. <laughs> I definitely think we should record it one of these times because it's- Oh my God. Very, very juicy. But I don't know where the hell we would post it. I don't know. I don't don't know. know. Premium. I don't think they're ready. Is there there OnlyFans for dating gossip? (laughs) Just in like, you have no idea who the people are, but you just want to listen. Oh my God. That would be funny to hear like horrific dating stories. Oh my gosh. Yes. Where it's you, you, you would, you could be anonymous technically because you're just like putting it on a premium platform. Look at us. See, this oh. is why we just talk, 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 talk. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Forever. Forever. Um, Kate, obviously, I want to talk about clear headed and yeah. everything you got going on because you had a good, you got a, you've had a good year. I but you did. have a very impressive year coming up. But I want to kind of scale back a little bit and I want to talk about you personally and your relationship with alcohol. So, if you could run us through what that looks like, give us. Well, it's so funny that we're here because I had you as a 
a guest on my podcast when it was just starting and you were Mm -hmm. so kind and you came on and it was like just a new kind of idea. And I got a Sober Girls Guide sweatshirt when it was my one year, it could be my one year of sobriety. And I markered my year of when it was, which was 2020. Yeah. And so it's just crazy because I think, I don't know, this is just a great example of how we're all connected in some way. But my backstory on sobriety is I always kind of had like a tumultuous relationship. Speaking of relationships, I really feel like (laughs) alcohol was like my toxic ex. Yes. And in society, like when you express or when people see that you're having kind of an abusive, tumultuous relationship with booze, it's not like people are like, block their number and never call them again and yeah. fuck that person. With alcohol, totally. it's like, well, maybe you should go see them one more time or hear them out or send them a text. And that's like, or don't see them what? as often. Right. Scale it back. It's all about balance. And for a lot of people, like, it's not healthy or doable to try to even navigate that balance. Even Mm -hmm. if for you at some point it might be capable or you might be capable of finding a quote unquote balance for a set amount of time, the energy that it takes to navigate Mm -hmm. that for me and I think for a lot of people just got to a point of like exhaustion. Um, And In 2020, I, like most people, turned to my coping mechanism that I knew when I was so uncomfortable in isolation and lockdown and Mm -hmm. I'm an actor and auditions were stopping and a a national commercial that I had just booked like got pulled and everything Mm. was just like falling apart. So I leaned even harder into something, uh, which was tequila, that I had always leaned into. And yeah my, I don't know, like I look back on that version of myself with with understanding because I really do think even when you're in the throes of it, you're doing the best that you can. Yeah. But I just, it wasn't benefiting me. And I, even though I didn't see it that clearly while I was going through it and waking up every day hungover and finding an excuse to get on a Zoom with somebody at 2 p.m. to have a beer and make it seem like it was normal. Or, yeah. you know, I started it uh, an Instagram, little Instagram show called Pretty Tipsy, where I was like, I'm going to no. get tipsy, wink, wink, and give people tips. And I was like, I'm going to film it. And I did the lighting and I did all the editing. And I was like, if I can, I think in the back of my head, I was like, if I can make this feel productive, yeah, this drinking every day, this, all of that, then in some ways it like legitimizes the dependency. Oh. Does, that, does that make sense? Totally. I, I yeah. hope I'm using the right words. Yeah. You're doing um, it like for work. Right. Work. Yeah. And or this work is your personality. So to be totally every Mm. night and look at me I'm doing something productive while I'm in lockdown Mm. and really what it was is I was just I was just trying to find a reason to go further into numbing myself yeah Um, but we justify and rationalize tons of things especially drinking oh totally and it's welcomed and it's like applauded I think people are really really um quick to support rationalization of alcohol dependency yeah um you deserve this you've had 
had a hard day. You've had a great day. You've had an okay day. It's the end of the mm-hmm. day. Like there's just any, any day. It's a day that ends in Y. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Because or like, like celebration a, or like events or experiences. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So it was like, I was in this unique combo of finding a way to rationalize it, getting mm-hmm. supported for the entertainment aspect of it by like friends and family, anybody who would be concerned, who would see it. I felt like I had done a fair job at masking it as like, no, this is productive. This is just, right. I got a handle on it. Yeah. Um. And I remember my, my one cousin said to me like, so when you're doing this, are you actually drinking? Cause you look a little off. Like you seem a little off. And it was because mm-hmm. I was like getting, I wasn't getting tipsy. I was getting blackout drunk. I mean, I did, don't <laughs> remember. I would wake up the next day and I wouldn't remember what I filmed. I wouldn't remember. I would invite friends over who were like in my pod. We don't, you yeah. know, just only see each other yeah. come over, wake up, not remember what we did, what we talked about. Like, so yeah, of course I seemed off. Yeah. And I, re- I remember hearing that and being like, well, yeah, but it's fine. Like if mm. I think that I don't have control of it, I will do something about it. And I got so offended and I could mm. feel the defensiveness in my body. Mm. And I knew internally, like, you're going to have to quit drinking. And I didn't even know like how, when, why, but mm. like, I started the seeds of, yeah, it's going to come to a head Mm -hmm. because if you're not willing to take that or you take it and you're feeling this intensely about hearing somebody say that, then it's probably not a good look and it's not a good. Well, something rings true, something rings true, right? Like totally. You don't get defensive about something if something doesn't have validity. Totally. What did that defensiveness feel like in your body? you describe that? Yeah. I mean, um, I think it was like a unique combo of absolute panic Mm -hmm. and like uh, this pull to prove somebody wrong. And I think alcoholism and dependency and alcohol misuse has run deep in both of my sides of my family and I grew up in a situation where I was in a a house with a lot of substance misuse and we didn't have the acknowledgement or the wording or the the person who was doing it didn't agree or have the self-awareness to say like yes this is Mm -hmm. what you're experiencing so I was essentially like my comfort zone is a roller coaster of addiction, dependency right. on some scale. And when she told me that, I think my pull was like to prove that I wasn't like what I grew up in. I wasn't like mm. the person who I saw as like a problem with, who had a problem with alcohol, who was pulling me through this roller coaster of not drinking and then finding out that they were or finding them sneaking or like all of that. I felt like, well, I'm not that. Sure. Um, I know I'm not that. I'm not, you know, at the time 
I just felt like I have to prove this is, this is, I, I have like a million thoughts. Sorry, this is a little no. choppy, but I Go think in it. the moment I was like, if I acknowledge that what she's saying is true, then in my standard, I am acknowledging that I am just as bad or wrong or dependent as the very person that I don't want to be. Hmm. So instead of saying like, you're right, I'm going to set the bottle down and I'm going to rethink why I'm doing this. I was like, sure. F off. Yeah. I'm not like that in any way, shape or form. I'm going to pick up another bottle and prove to you that I can hang and that I Mm. don't don't crash my life and that I don't ruin it. And I can like manage this, this thing. Yeah. I look back on that and I'm like, well, yeah, girl, because honey, you weren't carrying the bottle well. Like you were spilling. It was like a little messy. And the people who knew you. Yeah. Enough to know who you didn't want to be like could see that you were turning into that version. Mm-hmm. Like, anyways, juggled that for a while, went back okay. and forth. And a couple, a few years before, like I had always, because I grew up around somebody who didn't want to acknowledge their dependency or addiction I that was all that has always been a through line in my life of like keeping it in check observing it experiencing it on the front or the back like just totally that's been my whole which wow I haven't even really realized that until I just said it but it has Mm -hmm. so I had always been very aware of like the partying, the drinking, the drinking every night after after work, the drinking to be intimate with my boyfriend because right. hello now, by the way, everybody listening, dating a woman now. Mm-hmm. Very, <laughs> there we go. It's, I wouldn't call it a plot twist. I would say right. we got back to the plot. We were lost yeah. there for a little bit with men. Um, <laughs> with a detour. It was into- a little bit of a detour. Yeah, um, to man land. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I had always did it and I had tried to be like, okay, I'm not going to drink after work, you know, in like, you know, 20, 2017, 2018. I was like, I'm not going to drink after work. And then I would yeah. drink after work and I'd be like, well, why couldn't I not drink after work? Huh? That's hard. But everybody can't not drink after work. So right. you go and you go, okay, well, everybody else can't. So it must not be a problem. Every, right. Or if it is, everyone has it. So it can't be that big of a deal. Right. It's not a direct relationship to like, a catastrophe of addiction and dependency and DUI, like all of it. But by the way, it is. It's totally (laughs) an option for that to happen. Um, So I, after like 2020 kind of was really starting to take it a bit more seriously because I started to really not feel good. Like I didn't, I was losing myself because I was so numb all the time that I just didn't even know how I felt about anything. Like if I felt excited about certain things, if I felt sad about certain things, if I was, if I was, had genuine, genuine interest in the things that I was doing, the people I was talking to. Yeah. And my friend who's now my girlfriend Sarah and I had always had a close connection yeah 
And we really started in COVID because, you know, you pick your group of people who you feel safe and healthy around and then you stick with them. So we were spending a lot more time together because we had agreed, you know, we were kind of in this little pod together. Okay. And uh, our relationship in a romantic way even as it was, it used to be just so casual. Like we'd drink tequila and make out and sleep over and I'd wake up the next day and she'd go, was that weird? And I'd go, no, it's so fun. It's not that we're going to fall in love with each other. Relax. And then I'd go on a date with (laughs) that. Like literally that was relax, cut to have a dog, moved in, started a company. Absolutely like full blown, not a relax. I mean, if she would have known, she probably would have freaked out, (laughs) but whatever. So it started like that attraction that took it from friendship to possible partner started and it was started the foundation was like built on tequila so in 2020 Ooh, as we okay. started getting more and more close and tequila was a mix it just started yeah. getting more and more serious and then we fell in love with each other Whoa. and those feelings and feeling like I've never felt this way about somebody I've never felt yeah. so sure about this with somebody M- on my end I was like it's a woman I mean, yeah, a lot of my girl girl crush, crushes, quote unquote, from when I was a kid, like, yeah, it makes a lot more sense that like, I feel better with a woman. And not only just, mm. it's less I think about the gender, honestly, it's more about the person. Sure. But I just, we fell in love and then we were still drinking and it was so good and so bad at the same time because mm. now I was in starting this relationship and still drinking as if I needed like courage to make the first move or like yeah. do something. And that was so true in, in other relationships. Cause I wasn't in love. I don't think to right. this degree, I didn't have this attraction. Yeah. And what ended up happening is instead of it being a foundation and kind of, you know, this kickoff and this courage to like lean in, it started causing so many fights. And so alcohol once was the foundation of the relationship became like the downfall. Wow. And I went to meet her parents on Thanksgiving in 2020. Yeah. And got really nervous and leaned in to drinking rosé and taking shots of tequila in the guest bedroom closet. Yep. And um, we had a huge fight. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. And her parents heard it. And I woke up the next day with such a different feeling like I have felt Mm. and I'm sure you can relate and I'm sure anybody whether they feel like they have a dependency or they're they identify as an addict or not you have if you drink too much one night you will wake up and you will feel guilty or shameful or confused 
And I was so used to that feeling, but this feeling was so different because I felt like a, like a false version of myself. And that Hmm. was like something I had never felt before. Okay. I had always justified that, you know, when I was drinking, I was able to let loose or I was able to clock out from the day. Yeah. And I guess it was like for the first time, I've never, this is all kind of real-time realization, so if it's messy, I apologize. But like, I had never really understood how enmeshed alcohol and like my identity were until alcohol became a bigger part of my identity than myself than my Mm -hmm. values, than my morals, than my judgment, than my confidence, than my creativity. Like alcohol at that point had been the headliner in the the concert. And I was literally like who I was. And I feel like my soul at that point was like in the nosebleed section, just watching this concert. No Mm -hmm. control, no like... I had bought the ticket too, which was like the worst that I just kept buying the ticket. Yeah. And. You got shitty seats, man. I had shitty seats and they were expensive. Like there's just so many. I was alone. Like no one even went with me. Yeah. It was just like not a good concert to be at. No. I did it. I wanted out to stop the band. And um, I really felt like. I needed to make a change. Like, seriously, I was going to ruin the good things in my life. Yeah. Because I was so, like, hell-bent on being numb for the bad. Mm. And I just decided, like, I'm really going to give this a go. And I'm going to really – I'm going to really – I just made a perspective shift. Like, I chose – to work towards being present for a life. Yeah. Even if it was uncomfortable, even if it was bad, even if it was um, messy or it had no conclusion or direction, I would rather be present for that mess than throw away the things that were good by being numb for them. Um. And it wasn't that clear, honestly, like in my mind at that point, I just knew I had to make a different choice and I was so hung over the day after I had one beer and uh on the 28th this episode is sponsored by better help a common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right but sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships whether with your friends work your significant other or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. 
Visit betterhelp.com slash ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Was my first day of no alcohol and I went 10 mm-hmm. days, Sarah and I were rocky and yeah. she went to Utah with her family and I went back home and I threw myself into trying to do a like start a business called an oh shit kit, which was like, it's actually a really good idea, by the way. Okay. I'll mail you a kit. I have a gazillion of them because guess what? Didn't sell them. Didn't sell any of them. But you know, you just need something to like throw yourself into your time, sure. and your energy. 100%. Um, Rearranged all the furniture in my house, cleaned out all of my cabinets, did all of yep. my dishes, polished all my glassware, like just went home and for 10 days just did everything but drink. And I listened okay. to your podcast and I listened hmm. to so many other podcasts and I learned where I felt like I identified more. I didn't hmm. feel like I identified with the AA route. I sure. had so many things from my childhood that just automatically had deterred me. Mm-hmm. And what I found comfort in was really just authentic community with no judgment, which I gained yeah. from your podcast and your page, again, from a multitude of pages. And I saw, wow, there's other things out there that really can help you from this new modern perspective. Mm-hmm. And 10 days later, Sarah and I met back up and I said, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but I, I have to tell you because it's going to make a foundational change in my life. And I, uh, have a problem with alcohol. I really think I do. And I want to stop drinking. And she looked at me and went, oh my God, me too. And we both in that moment, so 10 days after my sober day is her sober day. And we've been sober since. And sobriety, where tequila was once the foundation, like sobriety is now independently the foundation for our lives, independent of each other. We didn't get sober for each other. We got sober for ourselves. Yeah. But it has allowed there to be this growth and closeness in our relationship. Um, I think the same way that I used to think tequila would be. Yeah. And it's like it's actual – it's factual strength versus a facade of drunkness. Yeah. And bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that was like a 17 minute answer, I think. That is my I love talk. it. I mean, that's that's <laughs> in, that's incredible because I mean, that's a huge part of connection, right? When we think of like even socializing any kind of relationship. It doesn't have to be romantic, but we're constantly looking for like common ground or something to yeah. bring us together. Um, and I say, unfortunately, because it is kind of unfortunate because it's a a lie a lot of the time, but like alcohol is the easy button to that, right? Mm -hmm. Alcohol, you know, a lot of relationships are built, are built on alcohol. A lot of business relationships are built on alcohol. Um, but that's really cool that you're able to step outside of that and be like, and I love how you said independently of your relationship, Because I know a lot of relationships, you know, especially with women, two women, we just love to come together and intertwine. Yeah, that Um, codependency is real fun. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And and like there were, 
there were a lot of codependent tendencies on both of our parts at the beginning. Yeah. I don't think you're going to come. I mean, I've always said, like, I think what I realized from um, this relationship with Sarah has been just how true the the advice is that you don't have to come to a relationship perfect and you don't have to come to a relationship um, 100%. I think you just have to come to a relationship ready and willing to grow on equal yeah. parts. Not about equal things because you're independent people. Like, sure. I need growth in certain areas that Sarah is great at. Sarah needs growth in other areas that I am fine at. Um, There are areas that we both are like, what the fuck is this? We need to grow and learn. And holy mackerel, that did not go good. Let's evolve together. But it's like the urgency and the the desire to grow. Um, And I think, honestly, because we were both luckily at that same point with sobriety and Sarah had had... uh, her journey with sobriety hasn't been linear because she had done eight months prior. She Mm -hmm. had tried to be mindful drinking and then it like cut to, you know, a year later and we're having a conversation in the car about how I'm going to stop drinking after she had been trying to be mindfully drinking after eight years of sobriety or eight, well, eight years, that would have been major eight months. Yeah. Eight months. Um, so like the, I, we both came so, willing on our own accord and with our own reasoning yeah and I think that that assuredness and like I don't know you tell me if you identify with this too like for me when I made the choice to try to have a linear journey on not drinking or Mm -hmm. a long journey a of course taking it 10 minutes at a time a craving at a time it's very important at the top. Yeah. But my end goal was to live a life without alcohol in it. And however I got there, I got there, but for the, you know, whatever. Yeah. I felt like when I made that decision, everything else on my desire scale, desire meter became just as open to like, what is going to happen and mm-hmm. almost like the comfortability of like not having a sought after pl- path because I wasn't going to do AA and I wasn't going to do a 12 step. Yeah. The we'll see how this goes. Let's be kind to ourselves. Let's make sure that we're checking in. Sure. Let's make sure we're giving ourselves grace. Let's make sure we're like doing all of these things to find community and feel seen and understood and heard and all of that. I like in my career, I felt like I went, we'll see how it goes. Let's make sure we're checking in. In my friendships, I went, let's see how it goes. Let's make sure we're checking in my family. Let's see how it goes. Like I just applied that. I felt like I had no choice but to apply that same. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. 
Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Let's see how it goes, energy. Yeah. Um, did you, Adele, like, did you feel that way too? Yeah, I think I would, I totally agree when, when I would like be hyper-focused and be like, this, you cannot do this or you can, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing this. I felt like, okay, well, that made me want to do it even more because I'm very yeah. rebellious. I think a lot totally. of women are. Totally. Um, but when I actually kind of zoomed out and took like a bird's eye view of how like I wanted to operate and how I wanted my life to be, it was more focused on like, I want to be proud of myself. Mm. What are the steps and like kind of reverse engineer that, right? Like, how am I going to interact with my day? How am I going to interact with people? How, what am I going to do to make myself at the end of the day, when I put my head on my pillow, be like, I'm. I'm proud of myself. Like this was a, this was a good day. Like I feel, I feel good about it. No matter what happens, like, of course, every day isn't perfect. Right. But I still feel okay about myself. And in that equation, like alcohol doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. I do not feel proud of myself when I drink. I don't care if it's like half a glass of wine or like a magnum of champagne. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't make me feel good about myself. That's a great thing. I think you gave that tip too. I mean, I know and it's been out there, but like reverse engineering, like, yeah, how are you going to get there? I think that's such a good way to start. I think. Yeah. Cause we need structure and we need a plan. Definitely. Uh, we just do. I found that for me, my structure came from knowing that I could apply that we'll see how it goes logic to everything. Like for me, Mm. that was my structure because I think it had been so overwhelming in the past to think about, well, how would I navigate? Like, what are my friends going to think if I'm not drinking? I'm tequila. What am I going to lose? What is my family going to, how are they going to perceive me? Am I going to then be, you know, I guess that's a codependent way of thinking. Hello. But, um, like, well, it sounds more like control my, as, as opposed to codependency. It is control. It was like control. The, the, the desire to, yes, have control. My yeah. structure was telling myself that I had to relinquish that. Like yeah. you, I just had to know that if I was going to any category on the list of things in my life, if I could approach any situation in friendship, whatever I just listed with yeah. the, you're trying your best. Let's be kind to yourself and see how it goes. Yeah. Then I could just come back to that. 
-hmm. which would mean that I didn't end up in a shame spiral. I felt Mm -hmm. guilty when I thought about some things, of course. And in the first year of sobriety for me, I felt feelings I had not felt since I was like 14 Mm. of on the full scale of things, joy, sadness, anger, anxiety. Um, And that was also very interesting trying to audition in that first year being like, I'm an actor. I, my job and my passion is to take something on a piece of paper and feel it and then give it to you to watch and reading through things and being like even old scripts and being like, Whoa, I was so unaware of how this is written because I was so out of touch with feelings Totally. And understanding how like forced and fake it was on my creative, like in my artistry, that it was like, this is sadness. But yeah. there's like, whoa, there's 11 million layers to sadness. And guess yes. what? You can feel a bunch of shit at once. Yes. Oh, um. Yes. So like that was a lot to digest. And when I was feeling those things in my personal life or in my career, I just came back to that okay you're doing your best let's see how it goes like let's see how this script goes let's see how this audition goes let's see how this conversation with a friend you haven't talked to since you've been sober goes let's see how this dinner invite goes let's see also if you're at dinner maybe you don't like it let's go home and let's see how that goes let's just see how it all goes yeah so yeah I love that that's great that and that that's that's also yeah like giving up control and having like some sort of acceptance and you know like I also want to say like you know in your heart of hearts when you've done your best right Mm -hmm. and I think the reason why shame and guilt seeps in and you know we feel those things is because we know we could have done better Mm -hmm. maybe we could have been a little more prepared maybe we could have tried a little harder because you don't have shame and guilt when you know you've tried your your best. You just don't. I know, but I think it's a facade. I what feel like I feel like for me because yeah. I I really can only speak on like what I've learned, I guess, but but I do see it. I do see this true in friends and family like when I've talked to them about it. Yes, like, you know, probably internally what your best is, but I also think sometimes you're like, you don't have, it's like, you know that you can bake a fucking sick cake. You have the recipe, you know it, you know, you've watched the shows, you know it. Like we see examples all the time of how people are successful and the best thing to do and the best version of yourself and the best way to be. I mean, are you kidding? Like we have so many books and podcasts and everything to listen to you could know that you have everything you have the recipe to build the perfect cake within yourself but if you don't have the ingredients to make that cake it doesn't matter and sometimes during the day and in situations you don't you just don't have the eggs you just don't have the eggs and it's not because you aren't deserving of the eggs and it's not because you like will never have the eggs it's just on that day when you opened your emotional refrigerator 
your toolkit, your whatever, emotionally, you were out of stock of something that you needed in order to make that best version of that situation. And I feel like for me, understanding that and normalizing that, not only within myself, but within other people and like being like, they were probably out of eggs. Not, I've ate their good cake before. Oh, I know they're capable of it. Right. But you're not always able to be the best version and show up. And that doesn't deserve or like, I think rewiring where your brain goes from guilt or shame or like that down self-talk. Yeah. And being like, cool, was out of eggs. I was out of eggs. And guess what? I know that when I'm out of eggs, maybe next time I should prioritize eggs at the market or like, you know, whatever emotionally like, okay, I was out of patience. I think that's what the ingredient was. I was totally out of patience in that situation. I'm going to clock now that next time I approach that situation, I'm going to make sure I got patience in my fridge because I'm not going to have a great cake of a conversation, business, personal, friendship, if I'm out of an ingredient. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying that like shame and guilt are bad things like there's it's not bad or good like all these feelings and and all these experience are lessons but yeah I guess that's fair it's a great perspective to have too yeah I think I still feel sometimes and maybe it's like toxic positivity because that's totally a thing yeah of like no you don't need to feel that way but it's just I guess yeah shame and guilt is just as valid of a feeling as like joy and pride I mean you can learn a hell of a lot from shame and guilt. You can. You totally can. Yeah. And what do you do with that, though, I think is where where the lesson is. is like you're going to yeah. feel it. It's okay to feel it. How do you react when you feel that way? Because for me, so for so long, it was numbing that feeling. That was, I guess, now right. talking, understanding, like it's inevitable. You, you might feel that sometimes. But like how do you cope? Oh, you're definitely going to feel it. But like you yeah. just said, okay, I'm out of eggs today how can I prioritize to make sure that I have all these ingredients when I need when I know that I have to bake a cake right yeah right you're not baking a cake every single day well maybe you are but like how are you going to prioritize those ingredients I mean those ingredients can be many different things I mean that those are just they can be basic you know things to make your life feel good you know they could be like having a shower brushing your teeth you know yeah they they don't need to be extreme like grandiose things I think what people get really caught up is like they think they need to make these huge elaborate changes it's like gonna be this huge big bang um that is gonna like change their life but it's actually not it's these tiny little minute things that all add up to create and collaborate on on change. Yes, totally. And like my dog, he's barking. Oh, you might hear him, but no. okay. <laughs> uh, what I what I really started to realize too of like having your ingredients list for those those emotions. It's like just as important to have. I feel like those ingredients for your sobriety, which is why I like yes. started clear headed. Yeah, and. It started really – let me yell at my dog real quick. Just real okay. quick. Yeah. I don't even hear him. Okay, you don't? Cool. No. Okay. 
Um, I, as I had these conversations, because as you know, because you were one of the first guests when we talked about sobriety on the Clear Headed podcast, just how important it was for people's routine when they were maintaining or attempting to have like a linear sobriety path. And that includes yeah. being flexible and mindful of quote missteps, which like we really got to figure out a different word. What do you use for like sip up, relapse, slip up? A sip um, up. Yeah. Sip, a sip, you up. A sip up. Yes. Yeah. God, you're so smart. <laughs> have a sip up. I actually have to go give credit to someone. Someone on, on Instagram, one of uh, the ladies in our community said sip up. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. That's bang on. So I can't take full credit for that. I can't take any credit. Actually. I'm just is, relaying the message. It's so good. And you mm-hmm. should trademark that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the list. Add it to the Add list. Add it to the bill. Um, but even in sip ups, like, how do you, what's your routine for like acknowledging? And I mean, you've created guides on how suggestions on how to talk to yourself and how to get it through sure. those sip ups and proceed with productivity in your sobriety and come back from it. And when I was talking to people, like everyone is really different, like how people talk to themselves, what people need, even what I need on my timeline of what I needed in my sober toolkit uh, in the first year is not the same as as what I need now because you evolve and you change. It's like lifting weights. It's like going to the gym. You're not going to go back to the same reps, the same workout, the same thing. It's just not going to happen. No. And I think my mission and goal now is to like normalize that being something that is accessible and chat worthy amongst anybody, whether they feel like they identify as an addict or if they're just sober curious. And so yeah. we started the podcast and then I took that realization and I learned, wow, there's really an, there's, I mean, I was talking with Sarah like about it on one of our walks and I was like, it's like her sober care routine. And I was like, oh my God, we need to make people, give people sober care routines. Yeah. Because we, I could sit and talk, you see somebody whose skin looks so good and you're like, what is your skincare routine? There are millions of TikTok, 10 step skincare, 10 step, you know, hair care. And self-care now I think was the next wave of like, what's your self-care routine? And that's so important. And that's been talked about. And now it's time for people to be able to lean when they're taking a break or they're, they want to have a life of no alcohol to be able to build their sober care routine. So, I mean, and that comes with podcasts, quit lit, non-out drinks, adaptogens, healthy gummies, uh, journals, prompts, thoughts, articles, like you also completely started that whole vibe of like a really good resource for people to go to and thanks definitely have inspired me i hope you see the uh-huh. inspiration and feel it in a, in the most um admiration admiral way is that a word admiral <laughs> but i admire you sure. so much and making it I, I think it's just like where the next step is of yeah. making it like you could go to Violet Gray for skincare. You could go to Goop for skincare. Right. There should be a bunch of different platforms where people can go to build their sober care routine. And as that market grows and changes, like 
I think it will become more and more understanding that people don't feel like they have to hit rock bottom in order to start implementing these other options, like that they don't have to have like a blowout with their abusive ex or current spouse, aka alcohol in order to like get out of that dynamic. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at. I love it. I love it. And where can we find where can we find clear headed podcast website? Give us all the deets. Clearheaded podcast, clearheaded.co on Instagram, and you can just type in clearheaded.co on your on your browser. I would Perfect. love to make an app. We'll see what happens. But Ooh, yeah. I'm telling you, 2023 is gonna be a year of intense vibes and growth. And love it. I know you're all along with me. We're doing a pop-up uh for dry January uh, okay. with all of our curated, like what we think. It's are in the clear products for having yep. a linear dry January. That's at Culver City in California at Platform, and that'll run January 8th to the 31st. And um, Great. hopefully we'll build out our e-com and you'll be able to shop on Clearheaded. But for now, it'll reroute you to the websites that we love and yep. go, go take a browse. Yes, love it. And you have such good taste and style. And like, just, I mean, I love how everything's designed and visually, I mean, I'm, I'm such a, a visual person. Uh, I, know. I, just, I love how everything looks and feels. It's, it's really fun. Thank you so much. You Give me a, a big hug for that. Cause I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kate, where can people follow you and stay connected with you personally? You can follow me on Kate Madry on Instagram, uh, C-A-I-T-M-A-D-R-Y. And that's it. It's just Perfect. a one pager, girl. It is. I love you it. Fight, you would bang my line in the DMs there. I'm not giving out my uh, phone number, but you're going to pop into my DMs. Slide into those DMs. <laughs> love it. Hey, oh thank you so, thank so you. much for your time and just your honesty and your knowledge. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Oh. <laughs> How funny and awesome is Kate? I love her. If you are in the LA area at the end of January, around January, anytime in January, definitely slide by and check out Clearheaded's pop-up shop. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe. We love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide and head over to asobergirlsguide.com. We have your back at any stage of your booze-free journey. We got your back, girl. We got you. From challenges, from our support groups, we have you covered. Head over to asobergirlsguide.com now. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.